Hi, ladies and gentlemen, football fanatics and fantasy enthusiasts. Welcome to a realm where the roar of the crowd echoes in absence, where the passion for the game resonates despite the silence. This is the Empty Stands Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Empty Stands Podcast. My name is Reward, and look who's here today. (laughs) 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 Where have you been? (laughs) I've been around, man. I've been around. I've been I've been taking a hiatus from FPL and it has kept chasing me. But good to be back, man. How you been? How you doing? How's your team doing more importantly? Well, I think what's more important is how I'm doing. I've been, I've been okay. <laughs> but my team is, <laughs> my team is a total, total mess. I keep taking one foot forward and like 10 steps backwards. <laughs> evening, man. I can't even stop the red arrows, honestly. At this point, I, I feel like giving up. Like, what, what else am I supposed to do? Because nothing seems to be working. I mean, we're lucky. I guess everyone was lucky. We're able to get the Jamie Salah points last game week because I mean, everybody everybody comes in Haaland, and then yeah. Haaland disappears. And luckily for those of us who were, yeah, we're smart enough to vice captain Salah. <laughs> I know you vice captain Son, but anyways, I know people who vice captain like uh, maybe Sterling or Watkins, and they return nothing. So. Or even, yeah, I know someone who's um, vice captain Saka. So those of us who were able to vice captain Salah, at least we got the thirteen points, twenty six um, captain points. So I can't, I, I can't even just imagine what my game week would have been if <laughs> if I didn't last yeah. game. Oh my god! But I scored forty two, and that's that was still a red arrow. So imagine if I didn't even have Salah or I didn't captain vice captain him, I would have been in. Proper trenches. I've seen. Even go worse. Guess what? I'm out of the cup. Ah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I feel like this is my worst season ever. <laughs> the cup just started and I'm, and I'm out. How? Anyway. How? Anyways. When it rains, your case is a typical case of when it rains, it pours, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all red. And I don't think, I don't see how I'm going to stop it. But. Tell us about your your game week. How how Sun build you out? Yeah, man. Like it was Sun and Pedro Porro. Because there's sometimes when I look at my team, um, when the game when the game weeks kick off, and I'm like, were you sleeping when you were selecting this team? Because for instance, I have um, Goehi in my team. I have Maguire in my team. I'm like. Well, Maguire has turned the corner, but like still, I'm like, what's going on? But yeah, I had solace in having Pedro Porro. Yeah, I was one of the few people that believed in Pedro Porro and he gave me my return. So I ended up scoring 63, which for the first time in a very long time was a lot of green arrows for me um, in the FPL. I think all my, all the leagues I'm in, it was all greens for me. So let me take that win for once in a long time. Oh, and I see my my rank, rank was... 104,000. That's Porsche, but still, in the scheme of things. <laughs> Can I put a disclaimer? If I, yeah. ever, if I ever tell you 
either on the pod or in private, if I tell you that I'm buying Rich James in my FPL team, dude, you know what you should do to me? <laughs> you should slap the hell out of me. <laughs> Gladly. Because <laughs> I feel like I deserve it at this point. Gladly. I mean, we spoke about it though. Like, I don't know what you were thinking, man. I don't. I'm not. I, I, I doubt it's the Chelsea fan. In no, I, I think I was hypnotized because that's the only way to explain explain it. Somebody did something to me. <laughs> I was hypnotized. That's the only way I have to change in my team. <laughs> it's dope hypnosis. So it's dope hypnosis. But yeah, Poro was not... staring at me right in the face, and I went with James. Why? Why? He's a Chelsea. He's a Chelsea guy through and through. He's your captain. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> now he's out for three months. <laughs> three months. Three months. Man, that guy can't catch a break. Ah, I feel. I feel. I feel terrible for him. But as long as being an FPL option, never again. Never. Now. Nah. He really can't catch a break. Troll. I don't think there's any. There's a bigger troll than is James in FPL. Wow, it's terrible. I feel sorry, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure even he didn't select himself uh, right. before, before the game. We well, were speaking of um, selections and strategy going forward, right? So, what do you think is the best strategy regarding the big man, the big story for this game week, Mister Erling Haaland? So, of course, we don't know how severe his injury is, but I got a bit of a tip off Twitter today. I saw someone lamenting that he had taken him off his team and he noticed that in on his dad and his girlfriend or his sister's yeah. team, they yeah. brought him back in. <laughs> also, so, are you in the same boat? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Are you in the same boat? So, what, what's, what's the strategy? How are you thinking about it? First of all, Pep is a bastard. Right. <laughs> that guy will not make heaven because <laughs> I've not seen anyone who lies blatant lies he tells blatant lies this guy nice. came out after the game right yeah he's oh Haaland has a stress fracture whatever that means right <laughs> um, he's not ready today I don't think so in Crystal Palace hopefully he can be ready in Saudi Arabia so City go off to Saudi Arabia for the Club World Cup, right? Yeah. And then we then saw news. I mean, FPL turns people to proper crips because I don't know how somebody is monitoring what Haaland's father is doing on FPL. I know, right? (laughs) How they get that kind of beyond me, but that's what FPL does to people. So people saw that Haaland's father had taken Haaland off his team. His girlfriend had taken him off his team. Even Calvin Phillips too, who's in the City squad, took Haaland off his team, right? Yeah. So then everybody's now a doctor. <laughs> and we assume, oh, his the stress fracture is not going to be back till um maybe the, during the club World Cup. So that's yeah. two back game weeks without Haaland. He's the most prized asset in the game, he's 14 million. Right. Yeah. You can't just keep 14 million on your bench for two game weeks doing nothing. Right? You probably need that. For someone like me, I need that money to get some, right? Mm-hmm. Only for Pep to come out today, just before the Champions League game, and says, I think he'll be back on Thursday. We'll see how it feels. What? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Am 
maybe there was a miracle now. Maybe placenta entered the game. Pep is evil. <laughs> Pep maybe is evil. Just... I had already looked at my squad, right? So I didn't make yeah. it. But in my head, I'd already planned everything. Oh, Haaland to Solanke, right? Sweet, sweet move. I'll do that and planned everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was just close to present, but I was like, you know what? You should, you should learn your lessons by now and stop doing early transfers. So just wait for <laughs> towards the end of the game, uh, towards before the start of the game, towards deadline and see what comes up, if there are leaks or anything like that. And here yeah. we are with Pep saying this. So people who pulled the trigger earlier, I feel bad for them because Haaland against yeah. Stop Palace who are ridden with injuries, it can, it can damage your rank, honestly. So if you took him yeah. out, it's not getting back in because Pep is a bastard, I repeat. They led to my people that have already made the change, yeah. But I mean, I think we are all aware of Pep Rulli and his antics by now. So, yeah. All right, we move on, we move on. So, yeah, so how does my guy, who I brought in last week, Poro, keep dodging double double digits? Because I feel like with his performances, yeah, he should be hitting those double digits. The last game was very, and I think I left the game 10 minutes towards the end, and they were coasting. I don't think Poro had scored at that time, but in my mind, I was like, the clean sheet is guaranteed. Only for me to come back to it and I see he had both scored. I mean, he, he provided an assist and considered yeah. it. <laughs> so that's the that's that's the fun pick called Pedro Poro. I feel yeah. like the he's basically Rich James without the injuries and the red cards. That's Pedro Poro for me. Um because yeah. he's on all corners, he's he's good for an assist. I mean, if you look at his stats the last two games, eight shots on target. Five shots, oh, eight shots, five shots in the box, eight chances created, and he's gotten two assists. The only problem is that Spurs can't keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Spurs can't keep a clean sheet. I mean, they were this close um, last game week, like you mentioned, but again, Newcastle had to just score. So, but I don't think they should deter anybody from getting Pedro Poro. He looks like the best defender in the game so far. Oh, yeah. Well, the only sure. problem is won't keep clinches. So, I mean, if you're getting him, you're, you know you're basically getting him for the assists. And he's doing, I feel like he's even doing a goal because he's been yeah. excellent. So, yeah. Yeah. He's a goal threat for sure. And yeah, well, if you have, have Trippier in your team. Exactly. Because well, Trippier well, is, he finally got his fifth yellow card. So, he's... Um, he's not available for this game week. So, and if you look at um, Trippier's next fixtures, I feel like it's time to sell him. So, Pedro Poro is like a sweet replacement. Even for James, if you had James like me, just switch to Pedro Poro. You'll be good. Yep. Yeah, and sticking, on, sticking to the Spurs, how, what are you thinking about Richarlison? Like, Richarlison is looking... He's look, well, I won't say the real deal, but it's looking like he realized he can score goals so how are we looking at it do we think uh we bring him in now that the fixtures are good or i mean seeing that son is going to the asian cup i don't even know why they are doing that during the season but okay let me not complain i'm african and we have the short stop oh yeah like they just want to disrupt my fpl for me what's all this one now but yeah how are you thinking about it? So, recall it now or later when someone heads out? 
I, if I'm to go by the comments of and Buster Kogu, I mean, after the game, he mentioned that, oh, Richie is healthy now, and I think that his best position is center forward. He says, he also said that um, Son, in regards to Son, he said he's still our best finisher, and I thought getting him back on the left would give us some more avenues to score goals. And we saw how excellent Son looked against Trippier. Like, he, he, he finished, he cooked, he cooked Trippier. Trippier had lots of sons in that game. And that game, we saw, we even saw the way Richarlison was. He was like the proper CF that Spurs had lost in Harry Kane. Yeah. Son is a great um, finisher. Like, he's one of the best finishers in the game, right? But there were, I feel like there was something missing when they were playing him as centre forward. He's at his best when he's on the left. So going forward, if Richarlison is going to be the centre forward, I feel he's worth a punt, really. Because like you mentioned, Son will be going off for the Asian Cup in game week, uh, I think it's 21, right? That's yeah. after game 20. So I feel like Richarlison is great. He's a midfielder playing as a striker and he's 6.6 million and he's owned by less than 2%, 1.3% owned. So he's like perfect perfect punt so I don't mind it I know people might be wary because I remember at the start of the season when we were, we were debating oh should we go for Richardson as a cheaper option to Son and that didn't work well <laughs> or something yeah. yep. apparently yep. he was injured he was nursing an injury then so now that he's gone and done the surgery he looks more like it I mean before this game Richardson had not scored for Spurs with his foot before or with his feet before all his goals mm-hmm. for Spurs were with the head so and then he comes and scores two goals. So I don't know. I, he's a good option, but I would most likely wait till Son goes for the Asian Cup. Then I get him. Okay. Speaking of teams in 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 the land in landing, yeah. Um, what's happening with Fulham? I think they have a, is it a ten goal? They have a ten goal. Um, Goal difference in the last two games now. They consider they consider considered zero and I've got ten. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the data guy. Oh, you're absolutely right. I don't know what changed with <laughs> I don't know what changed with Fulham because suddenly they met um, Nottingham Forest and they fight them five. <laughs> met West Ham this last game week, yet another five. And now they are playing a Will I call them famished <laughs> Newcastle team? I mean, Newcastle is going to fight for their lives tomorrow in the Champions League. So I can imagine how we already we can all see how tired Newcastle is, right? Imagine yeah. them going through that and having to come and play this fiery Fulham team. I don't think Newcastle can can survive that. So I'm fully on board Fulham. Funny story. Um, last game week. I was this close to doing um, Luis Diaz and when we noticed that Bermo was out. So my, my transfers were supposed to be Luis Diaz and Bermo out for Son and Iwobi. <laughs> Don't worry, you didn't <laughs> you heard me right. Iwobi, yes. <laughs> but that reaction there, your reaction there was what made me think, you can't be this stupid now. Oh, they have to be getting Iwobi. <laughs> right? Yeah. But then Iwobi has been... He's been great. I think his his role has changed under um, under the new coach, the Fulham coach, and yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a good asset going forward. I feel like 
But I think the person who impresses me more is Jimenez. I don't know. I feel like he's finally over his head injury and he's in a good place. He's scored back to back now. So if you're looking for another punt, yeah, I would probably go Jimenez. I mean, um, Watkins is, I know the next best striker after Haaland is Watkins, right? But if you have like the third um, striker on your bench, who most of us have, Archer, who's practically useless. <laughs> if you have some funds and you want to upgrade him, I feel like Jimenez is a great um, option going forward. Okay, yeah, same here. I was thinking, I mean, when before the news on Haaland came out, I was thinking about how to get, um, if possible, Jimenez um, and Solanke yeah. into my team for that period. But yeah, um, I still would try and figure out how to get Jimenez into my team. It, it will be looking like he, like he should have been my option when I brought in Palmer. So, yeah, Palmer has a good run of games, so I'm not going to feel so bad about that. Then, speaking of, I don't know if I will call him a differential at this point, right? But Bukure is on some hot form. I know the weird thing about him, he just doesn't, his build doesn't give that, I mean, goal scoring type. Yeah forward or like bombing into the um, box yeah. type thing. So like, I don't know what's happening, but I love it for him because he's looking really good. I mean, so far in how many games on Russian Dyke uh, was that 31? He scored 11 goals, um, has a good average um, of two point, um, a goal every 2.8 games. So, I mean, it's, I feel like he should be in the conversation now. What do you think? He's currently 1.8% owned, so that's like a good differential there. And he's playing Burnley next. Ah. The last, um, he's had attacking returns in the last five game weeks. Um, 11 points, 9 points. So he's had like three, two double digits in the last five game weeks. And I feel like immediately after the 10, 10 points um, reduction that Everton got, Right. Something just changed in their approach. It's almost like a us against the world um, uh, agenda thing that they are going on with now. So uh, you saw the way they, they played Chelsea now and even what they did to Newcastle, right? So Everton, are, I don't think they are the whooping boys we expect them. Sean Dyche is... <laughs> his, he knows the league. He knows, he knows what he's doing. Like, they're not interested in possession. They're not interested in good football. Long balls corners free kicks that's all they're interested in and he's apparently working for them so yeah he's a good he's a, like you said he doesn't fit the mode of a typical fpl player but he's getting the points either way so why not yeah yeah and i'm really loving what's going on with everton especially with what i mean who's to say who is right or wrong um with the 10 points deducted but my oh my like they're doing so well even despite the challenges like I've been seeing um, um, the gist across across Twitter that if they were, um, if they didn't have the ten points, they probably would be above Chelsea at this point. Facts, facts, pure facts. That, that's not even a lie. It's, it's facts. If you check the XG expected goals um, chat, um, Dukure is above Son. <laughs> Doesn't that blow your mind? <laughs> yeah, he has five. Yeah, that's above Son. So he has better expected goals than Son. So. I feel like we're just overlooking him because I mean it's Everton and it's Zukure, but he's he's doing really well this season. So yeah, if you're looking for a differential again, 
that's one. Lupore is your guy. Yeah, then our usual, our usual underwhelming striker for I think it's going to be two seasons now. Um, Mr. Darwin Nunez and his new, he has a partner, a sidekick in Isaac in Newcastle. Although Isaac, I'll cut him some slack because, yeah, Newcastle is kind of, what am I saying? As a Man United fan, that we've been cursed out. We are useless, though, don't get me wrong, but like we've been cursed out even despite our injuries to key players. They should take their own. Like, I don't understand why everybody's being so empathetic and like, oh yeah, don't you see their injuries? Consign me, like <laughs> happening across board. Deal with it. As for Darwin, I don't know. I think in his village people, I think he needs to go and see some oracle or go and do some form of thanksgiving. I don't know what it is, but like, dude keeps on showing up for goals, but he's just not scoring. Like, what do we do with those guys? I don't feel sorry for anybody who went from Watkins to Darwin Nunes. I mean, you brought you told, you brought it on yourself. I don't I don't feel bad for them because how can you look at forget how good Liverpool is or how nice the fixtures were? I know it was against Fulham, Sheffield, and Crystal Palace, right? Yeah. All winnable games. I mean, Liverpool won all of them, right? But Darwin. <laughs> He and Nicholas Jackson, they're in the same boat. I don't, they're not, they're not any different. <laughs> Two of them are the same thing. I can't, I can never buy them in my experience. <laughs> not happening. Because the guy, he has all the expected goals, everything, but he just can't score. He can't. I don't know what it is, but he's he's just an extremely frustrating player to own. So if you have him, just sell him. I mean, we mentioned Solanke earlier. Or even uh, Raul Jimenez, I, I would pick them any day over Darwin Nunes, honestly. For Isak, Wilson is back, and Wilson scored over at the weekend, right? So there's going to be Isak has played a lot of football in um, Wilson's absence, so I would be weary now that Wilson is back. Wilson might get that spot again, so yeah, okay. both his sell his sell to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's hard. I've seen a lot of Darwin still in people. I don't know where they are harboring hopes or if they are seeing into the future, but whatever they are seeing. Oh, looking at those fixtures now, it was over. It was it was the right move on paper. Looking at those fixtures, but in hindsight, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Really, it's Darwin. We know him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are at our usual differentials, differentials and captaincies. So. Who are you thinking for this game? I mean, on the pod, we've mentioned quite a bit of them. Um, there's Richarlison, <laughs> there's Jimenez. But somebody I really like that has gone under the radar is um, Marcus Senesi from Bournemouth. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't <laughs> be mentioning a Bournemouth player. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> but that's how bad, that's how useless defenders have been in FPL this season. Yeah. Last That's- two weeks, this guy has gotten 15 and 14 points, respectively. Like, I don't know how or if he can keep up with this, but I don't think my defense in like eight game weeks have given me 15 points altogether. Is that bad? So, no, 1.9% owned and they face looting at home. I feel like that's another clean sheet. Yeah, I mean, I've been pondering getting the Bournemouth um, asset into my team. Yeah, I've been on hot form as well. They've won like 
their last five games, right? Yeah. The only three, even against Aston Villa, they they managed to get a draw against Villa. They scored two goals, but every other game, the last five games, has won all of them. I mean, you can you can tell us more about <laughs> their victory against United, but let's not be let's not be mature, please. Can we be mature? Uh, <laughs> okay, we hear you on the differentials. How about our captaincy? I don't know what's up with Haaland, honestly speaking. Um, but if it's confirmed, I doubt it will be, but if it's confirmed that Haaland is going to be fit to play against Crystal Palace at home, then I feel it's a no-brainer to captain Haaland. But then again, Mo Salah is playing <laughs> against United. And we both know he loves to play against United. And this is at Anfield. And ah. the that's coming from being defeated 3-0 by Bournemouth. I feel like Liverpool, we might see another 7-0 coming. So you ah. <laughs> really don't care that they are still in your face dressing. Let's see another 7-0 here. So I I it's close. So either Salah or Hold on, hold on. Don't rule out Son though. Son is playing nothing now for us. Yeah, but that's away from home. Oh God, did nothing I'm collect five the other day. It wasn't here at home. So yeah, there's some even Sterling is playing against uh, Sheffield. And trust me, Chelsea are shit. But if there's anybody Sterling likes to score against his relegation teams, Sterling is a bully, flat track bully. If you check all his hauls, they come against relegation teams. So Sterling against Sheffield is another captaincy option. But I mean. <laughs> who, who, no, are you, who, are, who are you playing for? <laughs> the scheme of things of the players we just called, we've called out for, so Sterling will definitely be like the fourth option. I'm sure the other players are playing before him. But yeah. Don't worry, I'm being yeah, I'm being immature about it. Yes, that's me. <laughs> who are you going for? Tell us who you're going for. I'm going for Haaland, week. <laughs> 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 Whether his father or his girlfriend or his mother or the person is supplying the boss placenta says that his leg is not working. Let's see it on that day. The only person that knows that Alan, Alan himself does not know his leg. It's Pep that's who decides. So, and I feel like with what with with their current situation in Premier League, like he has to play because they at least they had a good. They were lucky that this weekend Arsenal lost. So yeah. Not much of a stretch at the moment, but yeah, I feel like he wants to play. So I'm I'm willing to take that risk. I think the question is who do I make my vice captain? And that's gonna be between Salah and Son. Because yeah, like you said, Salah is definitely going to he's going to chop my United for sure. So I need to decide. I've seen a lot of a couple of teams or a couple of um predictions where they've had Salah as captain. You never know, I might just change my mind at the last minute, but yeah, now it's looking like Haaland captain and Salah vice captain. Okay, nice, interesting. Well, uh, to our listeners, I would just like to point out that we should be wary about um, a couple of players have been or well, are banned from playing um, Game Week 17 because they got like five yellows. Here and Trippier, Bruno Fernandez, your guy, is out. <laughs> I feel like he he look he got that yellow card, <laughs> so I can miss this game. <laughs> yes, I, I like it for. I'm even happy he's going to miss the game because I don't need somebody that will chop three. At least let's chop three first, then the gin drink combat. 
So Bruno Fernandez is out. Um, Luca Dean is also out. Douglas Lewis from Villa is out. Jared Brandt's wife from Everton is out. Charlie Taylor of Burnley is also out. Their players also nearing a ban. Like they have four yellow cards. Cole Palmer, Jamal Lascelles, Madi Cash, Ryan Sterling is also on the four yellows. So beware. And Wang Chan, the Korean guy. <laughs> He's on four yellows as well. So, um, our listeners, just be wary if you have these guys or if you're planning to buy them, just take note. Yeah, and with that, I think we've come to the end of the show today. Um, it was great having you as usual. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, for sure. I did. It was good to be back. It felt good to be back. Awesome. Uh, to our listeners, comment, rate, five star everything like like our show if you like what you're hearing just um share the love share this with your your friends and families <laughs> on any social media or platform you listen to us till we meet again next game week uh this is wishing you guys green arrows cheers y'all